So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space 102 FM. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the Skype line. And it's a delight for us to welcome again uh, onto our, our Skype call here on Sacred Space, um, Callum Hogan from Trokra, who's joining us again this year to share some thoughts and keep us focused on helping Trokra's work in the world today. How are you, Callum? Thanks for joining us. Good morning, John, and thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it's great to be uh, back with you and um, just to uh, talk to your listeners again about about the work of Troker and about our Linting campaign as well. So thank you for the opportunity and welcome again. It's a pleasure for us to have you on because, as, as we often say here, you're doing the work on our behalf, really. Uh, we can do maybe, to a certain extent, the easy bit, give you the money. Somehow you've got to be able to distribute that amongst those who are needed. But maybe first off, Colin, can you remind our listeners today who Troker are and what, what work do they do? I can indeed, John. Well, just to let your listeners know that Troker was established in 1973 as the Overseas Development Agency of the Catholic Church in Ireland. So it was founded by the bishops of that time and the organisation was created as a response to the widening gap between rich and poor and, and our own collective duty then to reduce that. So I, I think it says in the founding document, John, that it's outlined that these duties are no longer a matter of charity, but of simple justice. So justice is core to our work. And Troker is rooted in the principles of the Catholic social teaching. And that teaching is based on the belief that God has a plan for creation and a plan to build his kingdom of peace, love and justice. So, uh, in other words, the bishops have given us the mandate for our work to go and to go and um, I suppose bring peace to many of the places where we are to work for peace and also to alleviate poverty in many of the developing countries where we work. Thank you very much indeed for doing all, all that work for, uh, on our behalf, as I said earlier. This year is uh, of Awut and Ajak, I might have pronounced that incorrectly, but Colin will, will, will rectify that soon, from South, from South Sudan. A letter from Father James Ayats in South Sudan and the 2021 calendar. So we want to hear about those, all, all of those, but maybe, Colin, just to start off with, the story of Awut and Ajak, is that? My correct pronunciation? This is the John, like Abwood and Ajak are um, two very brave women um, and they're survivors. And they have survived a war and each day remains a battle, a battle to earn money, a battle to grow food, a battle to pay for their children's school, a battle to survive and thrive. And many of you listeners uh, uh, may know that South Sudan is actually the world's newest country, gained independence from Sudan in 2011 after many years of conflict. However, sadly, um, people's hopes were dashed again in December 2013 when a civil war broke out between rival political factions. And I suppose the conflict has affected many families living there. And two of those families are the families of Awud, and Ajak. So their lives have been torn by, apart by a conflict that they never wanted. And this perhaps is the injustice of war. And it's not just that they lost their homes, it's not just that they struggle each day to survive, 
they are supporting each other, but they're living in fear and it is not just. So just to very briefly tell you their story, both of them fleed brutal armed conflict in South Sudan and Abut gathered her beloved family and they ran for their lives and days passed without food or water. And by the time they reached safety, they had lost nearly everything. But they reached a community in Malak, which is in the province of Yerul in South Sudan. And those people in that community gave them a great welcome and helped them and helped them with food and the basic necessities of life. And shortly, sometime later, then a woman called Ajak, who is also on our troker box this year, she arrived with her family. And I would saw this opportunity as her opportunity to pay back some of the generosity that she herself received. So together, the two mothers have forged a friendship and they worked tirelessly to make sure their families are not lost completely. However, they still struggle with poverty and they're still struggling with COVID. COVID lingers there as well. And the awful violence continues. So both women and their families are living in fear and it's not just. So we're through our program work and our program work involves peace building as well as reaching out to families with basic necessities. Trokra work with Kafod John in South Sudan. So Kafod are our sister agency from England. So what we have done is that we have combined our efforts together. So we have a Trokra Kafod office in South Sudan and both organizations are working tirelessly to help communities and to help families like Awuts and Ad. And on, on a little handout or, or sorry, a large sheet, um, your Troker 2001 uh, Troker Box Lenting Campaign Guide. And just on the bottom of that, there's a little message there from two young lads. Can you share that? Um, uh, I will indeed, uh, John. That message is, uh, Nayabak is, she's only five years of age, but already she knows that since COVID started, she hasn't been able to go to school with her friends. And she also knows that through the work we do with our local partner organizations who are working locally on the ground with these communities, that the world will move on from COVID. But without help now, impoverished places like where she lives, um, Nybeck will suffer. So this is why we appeal to people in Ireland and people in parishes throughout the country to support us in our work. And then Malong is uh, one of Ajax's children and Malok, Malong is 14 years of age. And we find that a lot of the children we meet in the countries where we work that they're wiser beyond their years. So he sends a simple message to the people of Ireland. He says, I greet you all. Please pass my regards to the people of Ireland. Ask them to look into my plea. We struggle a lot here. With food and aid, young people like Malong can attend school and build a brighter future and a better world for themselves. So it's listening to those thoughts from young people like Malong and Nybeck that a lot of our work will bear benefits into the future, John. And I couldn't help but just think there, Colm, we all know little girls of five years of age and boys of 14 years of age, and they have the same thoughts as those two young children. Also on this guide, um, Colm, 
you give us an idea of the sort of gifts we can get um, or, or buy or, or, or help to buy for various donations. So, for instance, for ten euros, going up to maybe two thousand five hundred. Can you give just just give us a few uh, options there that people might have? I, I will indeed. I, I'll give you three or four of those options. Like, say for ten euro, John, that can feed hungry families like Ajak and Awuts. And also because we empower them, we help them to buy seeds and and two farm holes. So like they, they become self-sufficient then as well by working on their farm. 25 euro, for example, can protect Malong and his brothers and sisters from disease by helping by helping them to uh, to to buy soap and health sanitation. And particularly in these COVID times when we're advocating for everyone to wash their hands. And then 170 euro, say, for example, can heal the wounds of war for women like Ajak and Awut by helping them fund a finance and counselling support group. So a lot of these women and their families have suffered trauma and uh, they need to get help from professional people. And these professional people, these counsellors, are people that Troper work with locally. And uh, it's only through this help that Awud and Ajak can help, can rebuild their lives. And as we would call maybe rebuild back to normality for themselves. So it's, uh, so it's amazing what uh, maybe what we might regard as not an awful lot of money. It's amazing what that amount of money can go towards in places like where we are at the moment. And of course, the usual way that we, um, that most of us, is through the Trocra box, and we'll come to that now in a second. But there's also um, these uh, these days. There's also the option of um, maybe online, maybe making a, a monthly donation. Can you explain how that works briefly, please, Colin? I can. I can indeed, John. Um, so within the within the the envelope with the box which people will receive um, and we have the challenge of distributing the boxes this year but churches and parishes have cooperated with us in a big way by leaving the boxes in the churches and people can collect those boxes uh, within the safety guidelines of course but within within that envelope is a donation form so people can make a once-off donation but then they can also make a monthly donation. They, be, they can become a monthly supporter of Trokra. And that has huge benefits for our work because we know from, say, if someone decides to make a monthly donation, that our work can be sustained into the future. And it makes also, it makes planning far easier for us in, with, the, with the prospect that we can make project plans for the future because we know we're getting this... Uh, these donations in consistently every month. And also, John, for your listeners to be aware that um, if, if someone gives over 250 euro over, over uh, a period of 12 months, we can send out a form that can allow us to claim back an extra 44.9% back from, from revenue. So that's a great help as well. So um, we can claim money back, and, th- and that money then can go directly into our program work as well. So that's given us an idea as to how we can help out. And, and of course, early on, you did explain to us about the focus on this year's campaign. 
All of these campaigns each year are there for people in need, real people, real families, including those two young fellows. Um, and of course, we, we, you've, you've just told us there about the online uh, options, and then of course we've got our normal trucker box. Now we get to return that back to the church uh, as soon as possible at the end of Lent. But also involved in this pack column, there's also a, a Lent calendar. Can you tell us about this and its purpose? This is on the guide. I can indeed, uh, John. Um, I the Lent calendar is all about having a different thought for each day. So for each day of Lent, we have a we have a thought for each day, which, and it's a good idea maybe for families that they they can cut this piece out with with a with a scissors and maybe place it on a fridge. I know I have my Lent calendar on my fridge, just as a reminder. Maybe when you're when you're opening your fridge door, all you have to do is look at, say for example, tomorrow for this for the 18th of February, it tells us about that young chap we were talking about, Malang. It says 14-year-old Malang will split the firewood today for his mother Ajak to cook with. Um, say, for example, on the 19th of March, say the Feast of St. Joseph, there's a thought to pray for fathers and granddads everywhere. And on the 26th of March, war hurts in ways we can't always see. And we say about the sum of money, 170 euro, can help counselling so South Sudan's people can heal. So there's a different thought for each day. And I always think that if we, especially in these pandemic times when we can be very closed in on ourselves because of how we're feeling and and how we're feeling maybe that we're losing out on different things through the pandemic, that we, we can think beyond ourselves and think maybe of people in South Sudan and maybe say a prayer for them or cast a thought, maybe saying, well, maybe my day isn't so bad if I was going through what people are going through in South Sudan. So it's a great thing to have on, on, on the door of your fridge or maybe on a mirror in the house that you look into each day or just to have a look at the thought for each day and, and say, wow, let's, let's do this today or let's do this as a family today or let's say a prayer today for the people in South Sudan. Well done. Now, there's also a letter from a priest uh, from the South Sudan Council of Churches. Can you share a little bit about I can letter? indeed, John. Um, the, the, this letter is from Father James. Now, Father James is uh, the General Secretary of the South Sudan Council of Churches, and I have referred to before about Troker working with local partners in the different countries where we are. So we're very privileged and fortunate that in South Sudan, one of our principal partners is actually the church in South Sudan. They have a they have a great presence in the country. And Father James is is one of our key people in that partner organization. So Father James has wrote this letter to all the priests in the country would have received this letter from from Father James as well. So he appeals for our help because of the trauma that people in South Sudan have gone through. So he appeals for our help through uh, not not just through um, donations, he also appeals to our prayer. Now, I have met Father James a few times, albeit virtually on Zoom, but I have interviewed him. I have seen him join meetings with bishops and with our church stakeholders. And he is nothing but an inspiring figure, John. He 
He's a man of hope in spite of everything that he has gone through himself in South Sudan. And he has seen his parish community go through. He still has this amazing hope that prayer above all things will see South Sudan through and that prayer will bring peace eventually. And he has written a prayer for peace, which we which he advocates for everyone to say in their homes during Lent. And I'll just say it here, John. Um, it says, as we move through the Lenten time, the time when we contemplate Jesus in the desert, pray for us, the people of South Sudan, and pray for peace here. Accompany us, hold our hands, and hold the hands of the church in South Sudan. Walk with us during this time, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And that prayer, John, is available on our in our parish resources, on our parish page, on troka.org. And his quote is also on the troker box, the top of the troker box, when he says, here are my hands, hold them. Please don't leave South Sudan alone. We need your prayers. We need your support. We need your love. So he's an inspiring man. And I think if we were to just listen to Father James, we would be uh, totally taken by the stories of Abud and Ajak from our Linton campaign this year. Well, I think you've certainly given us a good flavour yourself, uh, Callum, as usual. Uh, and and uh, I was just looking at a, at a letter, actually, just to finish up, that comes from your CEO uh, of Trokra. And she said, This Lent, I invite you to please be a lifeline to Ajak and Awit. I just got caught by that by that word, lifeline. And to their families who are suffering, I invite you to give what you can through your enclosed Trokra box to help them survive and thrive just those few words now that have just struck on me lifeline and survive and if you think just some of those really small tokens that we can give it's nothing much really i mean i was just thinking that about 10 euros you know um can help feed families by helping them buy seeds and and and, and farm hose and so on and so forth this wouldn't be the cost of a bottle of wine a week do you know so it's nothing really for us who complain about Sometimes the things that we want, whereas these poor people haven't got what they need. You're very good again, Colin, to come on and share the information. But just before you go, maybe a few more details I need to know in terms of of the Trokra. Um, just remind us again about the Trokra um, website. And also, is there, a, is there a Trokra phone number there? There is indeed, John. Um, so uh, our Trokra website is simply trokra.org. And... And on, on that website, then, there, there are tremendous, excellent resources for parishes and for schools and for maybe parents to, to use at home as well during these times. And also the donation uh, f- phone number is 1850-408-408. And I can't emphasize enough, John, our thankfulness to the people, say, of Limerick, the people of throughout our country, for funding our programs and helping our work to continue. Without that help, our work would not would not be able to continue. So we are immensely grateful for that generosity, as always. And we thank you for carrying out that work on our behalf, all of your people who are working abroad and indeed at home. So with that, we'll have to, we'll have to finish our chat for this year. Um, but before that, you have a piece of music I asked you to choose. You, you chose a piece of music and tell us what it is and, and why. I will indeed, John. Uh, it's a piece of music. It's called uh, Faith, Hope and Love. And um, 
when I, I lived in Ross Grey a number of years ago and I was part of the Ross Grey folk group and it was one of the the hymns, songs that folk songs that that we learned whilst whilst I was there and I was always um touched by those three words, faith, hope and love. And since I've come to work with Trokera, we have we have our as our mantra until love conquers fear. And the fact that the words of the song is faith, hope and love and the greatest of these is love. I think it says everything about our work in Troker that we will stay with people and with communities until that love conquers fear and until they're able to live outside of our health. But the big message is that we persevere with them until love conquers fear. And so just before we finish, the idea is please collect your Troker pack from the church porches. Uh, and all of what we've just spoken about is available there, both on the guide and, and the box. And also there's that lovely idea of the calendar. Colm, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Please, God, uh, take care. And we'll speak to you again sometime. Thank you very much, John. God, God bless, bless all your work. Bye bye now. Thank you.